right side. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my friend Brad Sykes, and we are happy that you are with us here as we bring you SWAT Radio on Monday, June the 6th. Wow, June 6th, here from Jacksonville, Florida. For no, those... it's June 5th. Is Come it on the now. 5th? Oh, I'm getting one day ahead of myself? Okay, June 5th. Understandably, so you got I'm grandkids. Going. You got grandkids. That You're allowed to you know, not know what day it is when I've been you got up, the grandkids. I've been up since 4.30, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we've got our grandkids, our two grandkids this week who are wonderful and couldn't possibly love them anymore, but I don't have the energy I had when my kids were that age, so I just have to do the best I can. Well, now, wait a minute. <clears throat> I think you've got a lot of energy, you know, it's uh, <laughs> as you sip on your coffee over there. <laughs> my, my fourth coffee of the day yeah oh man no. hey listen i'm glad to be in here with you today you and i are going to tackle it today tomorrow maybe wednesday i <laughs> little up in the air on wednesday uh to be honest but listen if you're tuned into swat today you're in for a treat david and i we're we're through acts congrats to doug and and uh, his two and a half year effort to get through this uh it was a great study and if you've never done a deep dive into the book of acts Go to SWATradio.com. You can pull up you know, the last two, two and a half years of us studying the book of Acts. And, Doug, I mean, David, I know you've been through Acts before previously. I've been through Acts, taught through Acts. It was great. It, it was, was just a it, great study. It was great. And, I, and I, since we have been finishing it up and since we have finished, when I'm hearing other messages from other books of the Bible, like the, the, the sermon that I heard on Sunday and, and other things that I'm hearing, it's immediately bringing up things in me and reminding me of things in Acts and, and, and helping me to hear and understand uh, other messages better because of what we've been through in Acts. So, and, and, and just, again, a whole new perspective, I think, on Paul. Just 100%. A, whole, a whole new perspective, <clears throat> yeah. a whole new appreciation, um, a whole new uh, understanding of what an example, what he meant when he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And just, uh, and frankly, what a tough guy he was. <laughs> just what a tough guy and, and how he dug in and, 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 you know, we use the phrase all in a lot, man. He was, he was all in. Well, it definitely gives us a, a new perspective and uh, <clears throat> I feel like I don't know there, there's so many areas of that study that challenged my just my walk with the Lord and um, even you know if you're honest and you allow the word to work its way through you you will not read through Acts and not be challenged mm. uh, either by Paul or Philip or Peter um, just the gospel in general yep. will challenge you in the area of your transformation. Yep. How is God going to use his word to transform your life? Right. Well, I mean, it, 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 that, that word's got to get in you, and, and you have to allow it to humble you sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And you know, Acts humbled me yep. in many areas. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Paul. I mean, just his... His boldness, his tenacity, courage. The word tenacity yes. just keeps coming into my mind about Paul. And, and and so relevant for what's going on in our culture today. 
just so relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was dealing with issues, you know, our, our pastor likes to quote Ecclesiastes, right? There's nothing new under the sun. It, it, these issues that we're dealing with, they were issues that were challenging believers, you know, in the in the first century, right, as right. well. And, and um, now it seems like in our culture they've exploded in the last 10 years or even less, even mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Paul was undeterred in proclaiming the truth and standing for the truth and, and doing it because he loved those that are, that were listening to him mm-hmm. and he loved Jesus more importantly. And, yep. and, and, and that yep. he, he desired to proclaim truth no matter what people thought of him and no matter whether or not people's feelings were hurt or mm-hmm. they you know, obviously there yeah. were more than hurt feelings yeah. Yeah. but this idea that you know it it's the right thing to do and it's the obedient thing to do to proclaim truth in the face of a culture that is pushing back on that truth and proclaiming falsehood at every turn so I yeah. just think that's are, are so you, relevant. For, are you referring to uh, 2023 in America? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Well, you're right. I mean, this, the the boldness, the courage, the love, that tenacity. Just and it was a it was a fierce tenacity in the sense that um, the gospel, the truth, was going to be exposed. It was going to be proclaimed. Um, yeah, I, I'll say. You know, come, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the reality is it. It Paul says to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm-hmm. What What if the church, you and I, those who may be listening, who are in the church, what if that was our motto? Mm-hmm. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Yep. And uh, you know, we we talk about looking forward to glory, but the reality is of this world is that this world's got its grips on a lot of us, me included. Right. Um, and uh, not Paul. Right. Paul was ready. Yeah. He was ready to give a defense for the gospel. Yep. And, and he did. Uh, he did. And he did. Absolutely. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, again, I just want to encourage you, if you, if you weren't part of the study throughout the last year or two, two and a half years, um, just encourage you to go to SWATradio.com. Like Doug even records his messages. So not only do you have the the back and forth between you and I and Doug and other people who've come in to discuss uh, certain texts and chapters, but you've got Doug's teaching also. Yep. And uh, that is available by podcast, and you can go on the website and find that out. Well, we're making a little turn in the corner today. You and I are going to uh, begin a – we're going to well, – you and I, and I don't know how much – time we're going to have i mean we're going to we're going to do some live broadcast over the next two or three weeks yep. together right but like a lot of people during the summer we've got some other things going on yeah as does doug pray for doug he's up in uh i think he's up in north carolina i believe yeah and uh pray yep. for doug and Lori as they are up there hope hopefully getting some much needed rest but you and i are going to dig into a book called the discipleship gospel you mentioned it on friday and uh, uh, Doug gave us these uh, last week sometime, and to be honest, I wasn't able to get caught up on the reading until this morning, but I did read the first chapter, 
And uh, this book, The Discipleship Gospel, What Jesus Preached We Must Follow, written by Bill Hull and Ben Sobel's, um, boy, just the first chapter. Yeah. Super challenging. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, sorry to interrupt yeah, you, but, no. but very pertinent to a lot of the things that we've been talking about through Acts. Um, and, and a lot of, you know, when it, this isn't in Acts, we know it's in Galatians, but when Paul writes to the Galatians, even if I or an angel from heaven preached to you another gospel or a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all, than the one you first heard from us, you know, may they be accursed. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he included himself. I didn't get yep. that that yep. quote exactly right of the of the verse, but that's the idea. And and this book, and we talked about that a lot in Acts that 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 the Jews wanted to water down the gospel or they wanted to add to the gospel. Uh, there was all kinds of false teaching going on, and, and we know that Paul is addressing that all throughout his letters. But this idea that what we're you know looking at in this book and what we're maybe going to do in this little overview today of the the different gospels that are out there that mm-hmm. Paul's talking mm-hmm. about in Galatians, yep. not the full, not the full gospel. Yeah, right. Yep, that's right, and that gets to. You know, one of the things, usually our first segment, we talk about the things that are going on in the world, cultural um, issues. And, I mean, I may have mentioned this on Friday. It seems like five years ago, as Doug and I kind of were starting this, or we were in our year one or two, you know, there was usually one really hot issue a day, if you will, maybe even one or two hot issues a week that we might address. You know, today... There, there's one or two hot issues, maybe three or four hot issues you could tackle every single. I was going to say every five day. minutes, and, and yet one of the things I was kind of challenged, not challenged by, but kind of hit my my headlines today was: Did you see the documentary by that Matt Walsh did on what is a woman? No, I have not seen that. You were mentioning it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, let me just tell you. I'll tell all our listeners, and I'm not saying this because Elon Musk tweeted out saying. Every parent ought to, you know, watch this documentary, which um, I, I kind of mentioned on Friday. Uh, James Grimm kind of corrected me, which is, was true. Initially, <clears throat> uh, Elon Musk had allowed the documentary to be broadcast through Twitter, okay. but apparently uh, that got hijacked from some uh, up upper people at Twitter saying, and I won't get into it all the language that they say, you know, all the reasons why they, they aren't going to do it is they, they said they weren't going to allow it to happen. Mm. <clears throat> well, um, Ben Shapiro and his group at the daily wire basically said, wait a minute, Elon, you, you told us you were going to play this. Well, he was unaware that that somebody had stopped it. Okay. So he kind of corrected course, basically allowed it to be played. Not only did he allow it to be, <clears throat> you know, put on Twitter without any, barriers mm-hmm. he's he's you know believed in it so much he said to his 80 million followers every parent ought to watch this wow good now <clears throat> it's now the number one documentary in the history of mankind uh in fact his tweet in terms of the number of people that have number seen of people it. who've seen it over 170 million people saw that tweet wow now i'm not saying 170 million people watched it <clears throat> You know, watch the documentary. I watched it about a year ago. In fact, one of the reasons it was, you know, going to come out on Twitter was because this is the one-year anniversary of that documentary coming out. Okay. You must watch it. Uh, you'll get a little hot under the collar for sure. 
because what you see is the turning upside down of truth. You know, in fact, I was just reading in the uh, on Fox News, not that I'm a huge follower of Fox News anymore, but <clears throat> it, it uh, just says the uh, a handful of Biden administration federal agencies were unable to define the meaning of the word woman. In some cases, even in relation to their own uses of terms such as women's health, when asked by Fox News Digital, the Biden administration, Department of Justice, DOJ, Department of Education, Department of Housing and Urban Development, and Federal Bureau of Prisons were all contacted by Fox News Digital requesting a definition of woman. None of the agencies provided their definition or criteria for an individual to be categorized as a woman, despite each boasting entire initiatives aimed at helping women and DOJ <clears throat> declining to comment. Now, that's a long article, but if you haven't seen that document, I would just, mm. it's not a spiritual Right. Um, peace. Right. <clears throat> but I, I think it's important to see it is that that idea of truth being turned upside down is filtered into the church. Mm. You know, that we, we, we witnessed lots of well-known pastors over the last two or three years who have kind of gone woke to some degree yep. and started to embrace a false gospel. Yeah. And we're going to cover today, in fact, the, re- the rest of this week, Kind of the six false gospels that you, or the six gospels that you see, five of which are false. Right. Well, we'll get into that as we come back. We're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back to continue our discussion on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. Gamblers in the wilderness 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you on this Monday, June 5th, not the 6th, uh, as I was ahead of myself by a day, but like I said earlier, been a long day. You know what you forget about little kids? You forget about the nonstop talking and questions. <laughs> Why? Yeah, and that you're trying to get them ready for school, and my granddaughter's three, and it's just a nonstop barrage of questions and commentary and look at this and look at that and are we going to do this and where's G- <laughs> it's just you know and you, the whole time you're trying to keep them moving in a in a particular direction so well as brad said uh before the break we're looking this week um uh, and, and maybe uh for a couple of weeks this month at a, a book called the discipleship gospel and the subheading is what jesus preached we must follow and it's written by uh, two gentlemen, Bill Hull, H-U-L-L, and Ben Sobels, S-O-B-E-L-S. And there is a, a website on the back of a uh, cover. It's www.himpublications, H-I-M-P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. www.himpublications.com. It looks like is a resource where you can go to get this book, although I'm sure you can also get it on Amazon or in a Christian bookstore. Um, the front cover says it's a discipleship.org resource. I'm not, so maybe try, a, if you are interested in getting the book, uh, www.himpublications.com. Uh, it looks like discipleship.org might be a resource uh, where you can pick this book up, and I'm sure it's available on Amazon as well. Yeah. You know, you I uh, may have sent you a picture of the the uh, I, I like to highlight my books, yeah. But I've gotten in the habit lately because I'll buy a couple of books, one for me, and then I'll give one away. And then I get somebody I handed one the other day, and they go, "Oh, thanks for sending that book the other day." I noticed it was already highlighted. Pre-highlighted, yeah. <laughs> I said, "I think I gave you the wrong one." <laughs> you know, we're gonna even. I'm I'm excited to kind of work through these kind of. The, the, the Gospels, as Doug actually sent us a diagram, I thought it was a really helpful diagram, and we'll kind of dig into it, but the Gospels in competition. And uh, I, I wanted to read this, just a little snippet of the introduction. In fact, there's a, uh, the introduction, is this, this is by Dallas Willard. He says, as egg-headed as it may sound, our basic problem is our theology. The problem is our doctrine of salvation. Dallas Willard said that, but it's, it goes on and says, uh, why must we define the gospel today? Well, let's start with a common scene that takes place in the counseling chambers of hundreds of pastors every day. Someone comes to the leader's office and says, I'm divorcing my mate. I've fallen in love with someone else, and I'm no longer happy. I need to do this. The pastor protests. You can't do that. It's wrong. You don't have a good biblical reason to divorce. If you follow through, you're committing adultery, and whomever you marry will become an adulterer as well. Of course, the person looks at the pastor almost whimsically and says, of course I can. You've been teaching for years that God will forgive all my sins that was handled on the cross. All my sins, past, present, and future, are forgiven. 
I'm going to heaven when I die anyway, so no one can snatch me out of the Father's hand. I'm secure in Christ because it's all about grace. And man, that's how the book kind of starts. At least the introduction starts that way. And as a person who does believe, it is, it it is, theology is, is so important when it comes to salvation. And by the way, the next sentence following what you wrote, I'll just read that one more sentence. At this juncture, it's game, set, match for many church leaders, meaning they don't know how to respond. Right, exactly. Because there's there's elements of truth in the protest there by the individual in that example. <laughs> right. There's a lot of truth in it, but it's interpreted, it's being it's being taken in and, mm-hmm. and, and viewed the wrong way. Yeah, it's I immediately think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's term "cheap grace." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, it, there's so I'm excited to kind of work through this book. You and I are going to get ahead of it a little bit, uh, but this will be a book we're going to be using probably uh, in the upcoming what I call the fall semester at SWAT. And, uh, you know, and the reason we, you and I, the reason you and I do Friday discipleships uh, here on SWAT radio, and the reason we're going to work through this book is I've said this before. It may come off a little smug. Uh, I believe in the church and much of the church. We're theologically obese. Mm. We we are inundated. We, we have access to more solid sound theology via podcast and you know all the very books that we we read but the question isn't whether or not we understand it it's whether what we're going to do with it you know one of the questions you always we always ask as you and i work through a text so what so what how does this impact the way you live and if, if you've built your faith on a false gospel there's probably going to be false discipleship taking place. Yeah, yeah. And so the the purpose really as we work through this book together is that we would make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Yeah. We often quote 2 Timothy 2.2, the things Paul writing to Timothy, the things you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who will teach others also. Yeah. That's four generations. And yet, you know, we, most in the church are not being discipled or much less discipled. Yeah. And maybe we can talk for a minute, Brad, even as we get into this, just to reiterate, what do we mean by that? What do we mean mm-hmm. by disciple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Doug has Doug has talked about this a lot with respect to the trips he leads to Israel. Right. Uh, the difference between kind of the Greek way of learning, you know, being more academic, being more book learning, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. um, versus the, the the Jewish way, which was to follow a rabbi. Right. And right. with the desire not only to learn from that teacher, from that rabbi, but to be like him. Yep. And 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 you know, one of the opening lines in the book, you, you know, you read that that beginning by Dallas Willard or the, the beginning of the introduction there, that there's another line toward the beginning where it says, um since since the time of the early church and since the time of Jesus and the early church, the church has drifted away from preaching Jesus' gospel at various times and in different ways and has believed in different, quote, gospels, which aren't really gospels at all. They all have one common characteristic. They remove the necessity of discipleship from Jesus' gospel. <laughs> and, and that brought me up short because I know I've been guilty of that right. at various times in my right. life. Right. But this idea that 
a disciple is one who follows with the goal of becoming like exactly. the one they're following. Exactly. And I think it's important for us to to step back. And I, I I don't mean to sound smug either. I need to hear that. On I'm not saying that to everybody else. I'm saying it to myself at the top of the list. It's it's am I following Christ as Lord, as Savior? And Lord, mm-hmm, and that, mm-hmm. that's another thing we've been talking about a lot as we've gone through Acts. Is yeah. Jesus is Jesus Savior and King in an individual's life, or is he just Savior yeah. so you get that ticket yeah. to heaven, yeah. and then you do whatever you want, like the person in the example at the beginning mm. of the uh, intro that you just read. Yeah, exactly. Bill Hull says, uh, to join his kingdom, and we're going to use that term a lot, the kingdom— he says, to join his kingdom, we must become disciples. And then he uses this word, or apprentices mm. of Jesus. People who actually do what he did. When I think of an apprentice, David, I do. I think of somebody who comes alongside uh, the expert, the, yeah. the, the, the person who knows what he's doing, and that apprentice models what he did yeah. and uh, or, or what he's doing. It doesn't right. mean he does it just as good. Uh, but the, the 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 apprentice concept is a great yeah. uh, picture. Yep. That we are not just we don't just follow, we we do what he did. You think of Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to what obey. Yeah. So it's not just teaching. There's an obedience aspect to a a, a kingdom discipleship. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Yes. And and that that would be another thing that I would think of immediately in response to the example you read in the introduction about the guy saying, I need to leave my wife and family and be with this person and 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 then saying, Oh, but I'll be forgiven anyway. Where is the importance of being obedient to show yeah. that you love Jesus. You know, David, this gets to what we were talking about a little while ago, the, the, the idea of truth, logos. We have put uh, feelings, we have put feelings ahead of truth. Mm. We've put pathos ahead of logos. Mm. And, you know, it's the whole world we're living in today. Right. Well, do what you feel. You right. know, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. It's all about your it's all about you and your happiness as opposed to, no, it's about the truth, and then we live out that truth. I remember hearing someone say once, and I don't remember where it was, but it always stuck with me, God is 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 not particularly interested in our happiness, and that sounds a little weird to say. He's interested in our holiness. Yes. Yeah. He's interested in us becoming more Christ-like. You know, was Paul always happy mm-hmm. when he was going through all those things he went through? Probably not, yeah. but he had joy. Yeah. And that sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. Yeah. He, he was joyful in that he knew who to whom he belonged and where he was going and what his purpose and mission were. Didn't mean he was always happy with the circumstances in his life. Um, another good line I thought from the introduction to chapter one that kind of goes with what we're talking about here. As we rediscover this together, the key component of Christ's gospel that we're missing today is this. Christ doesn't call us to make a decision about the gospel, but to be disciples because of his gospel, right? So Jesus, good. 
Jesus called his followers to believe, repent, and follow. Yeah. Right? It's believe. We follow because we believe. That's right. But it's not about this whole idea. Maybe we can get into this a little more decision-making and accepting. and Transactional. About, exactly. So yeah. we're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour uh, for the news here. We're glad you're with us. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or a question, and we will be right back to continue. I love nothing more than a story of God at work in ways I didn't see coming. Meet Mike McIntosh. He fried his mind on drugs and turned himself into law enforcement, telling police he was the fifth member of the Beatles and he'd lost part of his brain. Mike ended up in a psychiatric ward, then one night came to faith in Jesus and immersed himself in a church where he grew in a solid understanding of God's word. God restored his busted marriage. It's lasted 49 years. He started a home Bible study of 12, grew into a mega church, Horizon Christian Fellowship in San Diego, gave birth to 30 more congregations. God is at work. Remember what those Gap t-shirts stand for now. God answers prayer. This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life. There's major delays because of a crash on the Matthews Bridge eastbound blocking the left lane. Also, there's an accident on I-10 eastbound at the ramp to I-95 southbound. And there's a broken down vehicle on I-95 northbound at the ramp to Old St. Augustine Road blocking the off-ramp left lane. Mostly clear tonight, low 64, Tuesday sunny, high 90. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad SWAT Sykes. Radio is brought Glad to that you you're with us. Oh, we're hearing a little tech. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> Good job. A little extra, a little dub over. <laughs> Remember in the old days, you know, when you and I were kids back in the late the late 30s and tv was in its infancy and yes but you'd have the you'd have the booth announcers right yeah would come on almost they would be live we are experiencing technical difficulties you know it was uh it was a live person saying those things so anyway we're we're starting to talk about uh this book the discipleship gospel and before the break we were talking about um kind of reading some of the quotes from the book and, and giving a little overview of the book that that by the discipleship gospel, the authors mean this is the real gospel that Jesus preached. It was, is a, right. It's a huge part of it. It's not, as you put it, just a transactional thing where we say a prayer and believe and we get a ticket mm-hmm. to heaven. It's, it's yes, it's it is believing that Jesus who he, is who He says He is. It's it's agreeing with God about our condition apart from putting our faith in Christ and having our sins forgiven and and understanding that we deserve the punishment that he took for us. And mm-hmm. our, our pastor was just preaching about that yesterday about, and this is, that's a topic for another program, right? What was it like for Jesus on the cross 
for three hours bearing the sins, every sin ever committed by every member of God's family, every one of God's elect in all time. What was that like for Jesus to bear that sin for three hours? Impossible for, for us. We believe it, and I know it's true, and I'm so thankful for it, but impossible to understand yeah. what that was really like. Yeah. Um, all of that is is absolutely 100% necessary as part of our faith in Christ. But beyond that, then, the second half or the other side of the same coin is mm-hmm. we don't just believe and then that's it. We believe that takes care of our sin problem so that we can be reconciled to God and made right with God so that now we can be a member of his family and an ambassador in his kingdom and serve in his kingdom. Otherwise, and we've talked about this before, why doesn't he just take us to heaven the moment that we believe? Yeah. Well, this, and I'm going to, I'm going to read from the book again real quick and then, but listen to this, the good news The good news of the kingdom is that eternal life begins now. The moment you repent, believe the good news of Christ, receive the Holy Spirit, and start following him. Repentance, belief, and spirit-filled obedience go together. Mm -hmm. In other words, if, if you are a person who claims to be saved, but you've put the Bible and its commands on the shelf, and you're doing your own thing. Paul says, "Examine yourself." Yeah, yeah. And, and and listen, this isn't about perfection. No, this is about direction. Life in Christ doesn't begin with instant maturity and immediate understanding. It starts with essential elements and grows from there. And what's what you and I are going to discuss today? You mentioned Galatians chapter one, beginning in verse six. It says. Paul, Paul says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So th- this isn't exclusive to our day. This was happening back then. Verse 7, not that there is another one, right. but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Verse 8, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be cursed. Mm. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. So this whole idea of a false gospel was not just back then. It's not just today. It's throughout history. Because Satan will continue to make war you against it. the bride of Christ. You nailed it. Against Absolutely. the church. And, and so and he's and the Bible says he's clever and he has schemes and uh and he's not he's going to take elements of truth and pervert them. Yeah. And he, and there's always a little bit of truth, sometimes a lot of truth in these false gospels. Right. But he perverts it to lead people astray. I, yeah. Yeah. By the way, just I like, you know, what you were reading there about repentance, belief and spirit filled obedience go together. God never intended for them to be separated. And I like this line following that. When you start following Jesus, you begin to prove you believe what he says. This is quite different from what is commonly taught as the gospel, that if you believe the right religious facts, you're saved and following Jesus is just an option. 
Uh, that's really good. And, and that, you're right, that grows as we grow in Christ. That's right. It's not about perfection. I have had many times in my life where I had, and, and this is, you know, that one of the, one of the tenets of Calvinism, right, is the, the perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. It really should be the perseverance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because if we belong to God, he doesn't let us go. And he, C.S. Lewis called him the hound of heaven. Yeah. He comes after us. Yeah. But how many times in my life did I have to say, if I had to say, and it'll probably, and I'm going to have to keep doing this at various times. If I'm a follower of Jesus, then I can't be doing this. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm way too lackadaisical about this area of my life. And again, it's not about perfection. It, it's about the, the direction we're moving in yeah. uh, with respect to obedience and understanding <clears throat> that and recognizing and I think as we do that, we also recognize more and more where we fall short. Well, you, we've talked about it many times, <clears throat> that the, the more we grow in the knowledge of Christ, what do, you, what do you learn about Christ as you open his word? What do you learn about God as you open his word? You realize he is holy, 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 and we are not. Yeah. And that chasm between his holiness and our depravity is not only deeper, but it's wider. Yeah. And the reality is, as we are growing in the knowledge, as we're walking with Christ, we become more and more aware that apart from him, we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And to your point, listen, we are I cannot look more like Christ without his spirit in me. Right. And so if your life is not being transformed, you know, you, you tell me you walked an aisle when you were 12, now you're 42, and there hasn't been a lot of change in your life. I would seriously challenge you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to repent yeah. because I don't know that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. The whole, the whole role, of, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to help to transform your life. Yeah. He's our teacher. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's... Well, it, that passage it, in Romans, in, 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 is it Romans 8, right, where, where, where the Bible, Paul is writing about walking with the Spirit, and the goal is that God is conforming us to the image of his Son. That's right. But we can't be conformed if we're not following, yeah. if we're not being led by the Spirit, if we're not. That's sanctification. That's the part that where we have a role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cooperate mm-hmm. yep. or we don't. Yep. Yep. And, and, and the goal is to be conformed. But you again, going back to the idea of following a rabbi to be like him, you can't become like him if you don't follow him. Yeah. The goal of a disciple is to become like his teacher. Yep. So we're going we're gonna to look at today and— tomorrow also, and maybe some over the next few days, is we're going to look at really the six common gospels that are preached today in the church. And, uh, you know, of those six, what what we're going to look at today, of those six, the most common gospel preached today focuses almost exclusively on forgiveness. It's, we'll call it the forgiveness gospel. In that gospel, is quite popular because it's simple. It explains the basic requirements for getting your sins forgiven and gaining entrance into heaven. And it's easy to 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 publish on flyers and tracks and brochures and booklets. The forgiveness gospel tends to equate faith with agreement to a set of religious facts. I think you just mentioned that. This decision to agree is typically followed by a prayer or some other, you know, protocol after which a person is proclaimed a Christian 
forevermore. Mm. Now, what is wrong with this, you might ask? <laughs> Bill Hull says the primary weakness of the forgiveness gospel is what it doesn't mention. You, you kind of said it a minute ago. A lot of truth, but there's a lot of false stuff mixed into that. He says often this gospel covers the important topics of forgiveness and grace but makes no mention of repentance, gives no invitation to follow Jesus, and does not discuss obedience to Jesus that Scripture teaches is required for a life of discipleship. The result in practical terms is what some have called the gospel of sin management. By it, you manage your sin rather than having your life transformed. The gospel deals with a specific problem, God's judgment of our sin by giving a specific solution. Jesus' death on the cross enables you to be forgiven. Now, how, how do you benefit from this solution? You simply make the right decisions, say the right words to, to, to make the right confession, and have the right experience. Yeah. That's transactional. That's a forgiveness gospel yeah. only. Yeah. It makes me think also of what Paul writes about, you're not your own, you were bought at a price. If we're bought at a price, to be, then why would, it, Paul writes about this, why would we continue in the way that we were? Yeah, exactly. Again, it doesn't mean we get away from it completely, but why would we just ignore, the, you know, continue the, like nothing ever happened, right. like we're not right. different. So we're going to keep talking about this and other false gospels uh, in competition with the real gospel today. When we come back, Uh, on SWAT Radio. Hope you'll join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com.
They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us. And we are uh, getting into this book, The Discipleship Gospel, What Jesus Preached, We Must Follow, by authors Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And wanted to let you know one more time that uh, this book, uh, I'm sure, is available on Amazon and in Christian bookstores. You can also go to www.himpublications, H-I-M publications, all run together, Com. So that's www.himpublications.com. Uh, and that may be H-I-M. <laughs> H-I-M may be an acronym for something else. But um, anyway, that's where you can uh, get the book if you want to grab it and, and follow along with us as we go through it. Yeah. We were just talking in that last segment about these. We're going to look at these six most common gospels. Uh, and I'll just kind of quickly run through them. We're, we're talking, in fact, we just talked about the forgiveness-only gospel. Uh, we're going to talk about the left gospel, or what I would call socialism gospel. Uh, there's prosperity gospel. There's consumer gospel. There's right gospel. So think left and right yeah. you know, in our world today. And then the true gospel is the kingdom gospel. And uh, so we're going to kind of hit on those. But one, one of the things I was wanted to mention, uh, Dallas Willard in his book, The Divine Conspiracy, he says this, it, it related to the forgiveness gospel. He says, for some time now, the belief required to be saved has increasingly been regarded as a totally private act mm. just between you and the Lord. Uh, this gospel preaches a Christ who exists for our benefit alone. His only work is to redeem humankind without requiring any further obligation from them. This understanding tends to foster what some have called vampire Christians. Anyway, the only, they, they only want a little blood from Jesus for their sins, but want nothing more to do with him until heaven. Yeah. In fact, by its nature, this gospel cuts off any ongoing life in Christ because it creates a person who has confidence in heaven but no stake in living for Christ today. Yeah. Uh, tragically, when so-called Christians like this stand at heaven's gate declaring by the gospel there is no reason to keep them out, they may find there is no reason to let them in. Mm. And, you know, we, we know the text in Matthew 5, you know, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Very sobering you know? text. And Yeah, that's, and that, I think Excuse that's me, one, Matthew 7. That, that's one that all of us as believers should, like you said earlier about self-examination, we should all look at that and say, am I falling into that? Now we know if we belong to God, if we are part of his family and we have that assurance that we're not going to be outside of his kingdom, but, but it's easy to fall into that and, uh, and to think, oh, I'm, I'm doing all these things or I'm, I, I believed these facts, like mm -hmm. you said earlier, mm -hmm. therefore, you know, um, but, but, and, and we've said this earlier, our, our works are not meritorious yes. toward our salvation. Yeah. Uh, our pastor says that a lot. I, like I always meritorious. say, that's a very, I, I haven't had an original thought for <laughs> 50 years, but, but yeah, they're not meritorious toward our salvation, but they are evidence yes. of our faith yeah. that through which we are saved. Yeah. And, and, 
and James writes, faith without works is dead. Uh, I think it was, was it Martin Luther who said, we're saved by faith alone, but not a faith that is alone. That's right. You know, that our that our works are evidence, like the author said here, where we're proving that we're starting to believe what Jesus said and, mm-hmm. and believe that Jesus is who he said he was yeah. is. So yeah. um, I mentioned Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer earlier, uh, and he coined the, the phrase cheap grace, this idea of saying that you believe and then just thinking, oh, I can sin at will because God will forgive me because I believe Jesus died for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and again, I, I want to be careful here because I've been guilty of that before in my life. But he, he there's a, another quote by him in, in the book here that we're looking at where he says, Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ, which really is not Christianity, right? A faith that isn't lived out through action is not faith. It's a life without Christ. You know, and David, I <clears throat> I have been guilty uh, in, in for years uh, in my walk with Christ, where I viewed discipleship was just sharing information with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, just here, let me just download all the information I have of not only what I've learned through the scriptures, but what I've learned in experience. Now, I'm not saying that's not good. There's an, obviously you can't disciple without the gospel. Uh, I I think it's very difficult to disciple apart from sharing your life experience right. with someone. Right. But the idea of discipleship being strictly information, that's not true kingdom discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I, I was reminded of this probably, uh, I'm trying to think, so Ben, my oldest son is, he'll hate that I'm mentioning this, but he's 32, 33? Ah, 32, he'll probably bust my chops on that one but but the reality is it wasn't until he was about 15 when i truly started to disciple him Mm -hmm. now that doesn't mean he wasn't learning from me and what i did but the reality is discipleship requires intentionality Mm -hmm. it doesn't require it doesn't discipleship isn't saying oh well they're watching me so they're being discipled no it, it requires working through the word of god together and then actually putting that on display, mm-hmm. doing it with them. Yeah. Back to that apprentice concept right. is who are you discipling? Who is coming alongside you mm-hmm. and watching what you do and doing what you do? Mm-hmm. Because to your point, we're not disciples of Christ until we're doing what Christ did. Right, right. Beginning with taking up your cross. Mm-hmm. Right, and denying yourself. Exactly. Right, right. yeah. Well, we started to talk about this second one, the forgiveness-only gospel, and then this idea of a, of a social action-type gospel. Yeah, yeah. Um, they call it, this diagram, and I'll, I'll have I'll send this to James and let him put it up on our uh, on our socials. Uh, this idea of a left a yeah. left gospel. Yeah, that it's that the main point is to help the needy. Yeah, and and again, like look, we talked about earlier. Helping the poor, helping others, loving others, helping the needy is yeah. absolutely part yeah. of living like Jesus lived and part of the gospel. The Bible is full of that. Be be more concerned about others than mm-hmm. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But but that's a part of it. It's not yeah. the entire gospel. And yeah. I think what's one of the gospels that's presented today is as long as you are social, active in social issues and helping others, then you're 
a Christian, then yeah. you're you're following Jesus. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that that's not part of it, but that is incomplete. Totally. Well, I was thinking, somebody said the other day, I thought, I don't know if it was something I posted or something, kind of combative to some extent, that uh, they use the verse that, or the term, they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. And yet, much of the left gospel is driven by kindness, being nice. And again, we should be kind. Uh, but the 11th commandment isn't, you shall be nice. Uh, the reality is, they'll know we are Christians by our love, and love is demonstrated in the gospel. It's in the demonstrated truth. in the truth. Right. You know, it's not just demonstrated in uh, social activism. You know, and, and again, we're not saying don't be involved in social causes, right. but let your social causes be driven by a love for people, not just to accept their way of life. Right. Because, you know, in our day, if if I were to confront you, David, or confront somebody else about a sin that has been exposed that I've seen, oftentimes that's labeled as uh, unloving. Right. Well, that's not very loving. That's not very kind. That's not nice. Heck, they're calling it terrorism now. Yeah. You know, and yet it's exactly <clears throat> what the Bible instructs us to do. Yeah, that's right. Lovingly and kindly, knowing that we're sinners as well. We don't go, you know, in swinging a Louisville Slugger, right? But we, but it is biblical for us to hold each other accountable and to call out sin if we see it gently and lovingly in order to restore our brother or That's sister. Right. <clears throat> well, we often use second Corinthians, I mean, second Timothy three sixteen. all scripture is inspired by God yeah. and it's profitable it, for teaching, for reproof. Think of that, that. Think about that for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. In righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be complete equipped for for the good works so in other words <clears throat> you don't get to good works apart from the truth of the word of god that is helpful it's as as uh, paul says it's profitable right. when you think about a business or you think about <clears throat> uh, investing in something you, you want a return on that right yeah uh, you, you don't just want you know nice words sent back to you you know you want it to be a profitable investment and if, if we're going to spend time in the Word, it's got to be profitable. Right. And our good works and our social activism or whatever it is, is a reaction to your point. It's a response to the truth of the gospel and the truth of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Yeah. It's our response <clears throat> in love to be obedient. And again, I go back to that line in the book. It's, it's us beginning to prove that we believe that Jesus is king. Yep. Not just saved, <clears throat> but that he's king and worthy of our obedience. Again, fall far short of being perfect in that, but, but it's, it's that growing understanding <clears throat> and that growing direction, to your point earlier, that um, what we do and good works that we do are in response to what he's done for us. Amen. Amen. It's not something you and I are able to to produce. No. God produces it in us. We simply bear it 
for his glory. That's right. Well, tomorrow we'll get into these other <laughs> false gospels, prosperity, consumer, and, and, a, and a gospel of arrogance. There's a tease for tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, we're glad you've been with us today. Thank you for listening to SWAT Radio and uh, David Gray and Brad Sykes. And we will be with you again tomorrow. Hope you'll be here. <laughs>